Yo, Brian Saf, your host, back again. This is the Talk and Play Blurcast. Thank you for tuning back in. If you read the title, you know what time it is. This is our video game talk for January 2022. Um, if you've been paying attention to, you know, <laughs> the gaming world or shit, your stocks and all that, um, you know, Microsoft has shaken the table with their recent, um, you know, acquisition of Activision, Blizzard, King. Pretty sure you heard plenty of uh, gaming podcasts and <laughs> Twitch streamers and all kind of gaming content creators comments on it. Well, it's my turn. I have some questions and then, you know. Some regular updates on some games that I play and some that I probably <laughs> won't be playing. <laughs> but before that, I have an announcement to make. So let me just go ahead and play my theme music now so we can jump into the episode and we'll talk. Let's go. So before we get into everything, the announcements. The announcement is <laughs> I am a part of another show, a brand new show. <laughs> um, this is Nerds Rule the World. Um, I've partnered with them, me and my homie Webster Style. We have come together with Nerds Rule the World to form a, I don't know, gamer talk show or not necessarily a talk show, <laughs> but a gamer show where we talk about <laughs> games and what's current in the gaming world. And we tend to focus on the new releases for the week. Um, that's at the Nerds Rule the World YouTube channel. You know, you just type that in the search bar exactly how it is. Nerds Rule the World. Find the checkpoint or checkpoints. That's the name or the tentative names for the actual show. We're getting ready to drop our second episode. Um, it's a good time. If you are a gamer like myself and, you know, you enjoy my game talks or whatever and, you know, you want more of that because I know I talk about a bunch of different things on my Talk and Play broadcast. But this particular show with Webster Style for NRW is, you know, focused specifically on games and even more specifically the new games that are coming out for the week. So if you want to hear me break down these new games coming out over the week, um, maybe play a trailer or two so you can see if you're interested or whatever, then, you know, pull up to the YouTube channel. That's Nerds Rule the World. Um, it's a red and white logo. You'll see it as soon as it pops up. It usually comes up first. Look for checkpoints or the checkpoint. <laughs> like I said, tentative title and uh, press play. Subscribe to the channel as well. There's plenty of other dope um, nerd and geek content on there. Interviews with, you know, industry insiders and people behind the scenes on various projects that span entertainment. Like it's a really dope YouTube channel. So happy to be partnered with these individuals. Uh, so happy my homie Webster Star reached out to me and said, hey, I got a great opportunity for you. I think you really kill this shit. Come fuck with me. I fuck with them. So <laughs> we over there doing our checkpoints or the checkpoint or whatever you're going to call it thing. And we're having a good time. If you hop over to my Instagram or Twitter, you can find posts, you know, whether it be in my stories or on my Twitter feed or whatever, specifically giving you links and updated information for all the new episodes for the checkpoint specifically and you know of course i will share um nerds through the world and their posts whenever you know we drop new content in the other sides of the shows <laughs> that we have underneath that banner so yeah check us out nerds through the world um the checkpoint or checkpoints i think i think we're gonna go with the checkpoint but we'll you know we'll settle on that <laughs> at a later date me Webster style, talking games, new releases. It's dope. Pull up. Outside of that, though, um, let's just go ahead and jump right into what I wanted to uh, talk to you guys about. Right. So obviously, you know, what I'm saying if you're any kind of gamer, <laughs> whether you be, you know, hardcore or just you play on your phone or <laughs> all you got is, you know, PlayStation and you play Call of Duty and 2K all day like if you know anything about games that you know 
or have heard the news that, um, you know, Microsoft has bought or they put in a bid to buy Activision, Blizzard and King Games, which is a fucking huge, huge deal. It's probably the biggest gaming deal to date. They are uh, attempting to acquire it for, you know, like sixty seven billion dollars with a B. You know what I'm saying? Three billion shy of 70 billion. <laughs> like Microsoft dropped the bag for Activision Blizzard King, which, you know, if you know anything about games, like I said, that's that's a big fucking deal. Um, Activision, most known at this point in time for the Call of Duty series. Uh, Blizzard right now, you know, you probably know them for like Diablo and Overwatch and World of Warcraft, which are all huge um, series in their own rights. And King Games, you know, they own shit or they're the developers for a lot of those mobile games that you have played at some point in your life just to pass the time. Um, the most notable one being Candy Crush. Yeah, so... <laughs> All of those, you know, heavyweight titles, including some other ones you might be familiar with, like Spyro and Crash Bandicoot. They have all been purchased or they're in the process of being purchased by Microsoft to be up underneath the Xbox banner. But like I said, if you know anything about the gaming world, you already knew that. Um, I guess the most recent information to come from this story is the head of Xbox. Um, his name is Phil Spencer. He's came out to like reassure everybody that, you know, this doesn't mean <laughs> every game from underneath these particular studios and developers will be Xbox exclusive, nor will popular games like, you know, Call of Duty and Diablo, whatever, be leaving PlayStation like immediately after the deal is done, which supposed to be in about a year or so if you're interested in more information outside of that you know just do a quick google search or you know go to whatever platform you trust <laughs> gamer information to come from and i'm pretty sure they'll have a complete breakdown there for you my reason for bringing it up is because i had some questions now not necessarily concerns just some things that like popped into my brain as i was digesting this information right so the first one being like Will this acquisition force Sony to like reconsider or like reestablish partnerships or maybe even join with Disney in the film world as well as the gaming space? And the reason I bring this up is because if you don't know, not too long ago, I want to say maybe a year or two ago, like right before the pandemic kind of slapped us in the face. Um Disney was actually trying to buy Sony. They wanted to, you know, reacquire or not reacquire because they never really had it, but they wanted to gain the rights to, you know, like Spider-Man and all of the, the Marvel stuff that Marvel had licensed to them back in the day, because obviously Disney bought Marvel and Fox. So when they bought Fox, they got the rights back to X-Men and, you know, some other Marvel things over there. And it got Hulu and I think like National Geographic was in that deal as well. And um, ESPN, like Disney, you know, they came with this same kind of energy, pulled up the, the biggest Trump car ever and just bought up everything that was like popping the entertainment. Well, not everything, but for the most part. And um, honestly, Russ, since the acquisition happened, like we've been getting some great things from Disney, most notably for us in the blurred space, <laughs> um, the Marvel series that have been coming to Disney plus the Marvel movies that have made their way into theaters, even though COVID is still out here kicking ass. Um, even most notable, <laughs> the partnership between Sony and Marvel to bring us, um, Spider-Man no way home with Tom Holland. That whole Spider-Man franchise is a partnership between Sony and Marvel and ultimately Disney because Disney owns Marvel. And, you know, I just felt like Sony held you know, on so tight <laughs> to the Spider-Man rights or whatever. They was not trying to sell. They knew that at this point in the game, that is their biggest cash cow in their roster or whatever. So now that in the gaming space, Microsoft has made this incredibly large move to buy arguably the biggest 
um, or most popular gaming studios slash developers right now at the time because, you know, Call of Duty is popular as fuck. <laughs> and, you know, uh, Blizzard has some amazing content over there. Overwatch has a very, very strong community. Diablo as well. World of Warcraft. People still play that shit like crazy. Like King Games, and you know, Candy Crush, like I mentioned, and still like that. Like they just made this big ass power move. And it just made me wonder, like, will Disney try to step in again and be like, hey, Sony, you know, you just kind of took this huge hit over here in the gaming space you know what i'm saying how about we throw you some cash so you can make some big moves over there and you just you know come play for the winning team <laughs> just made me think this because um sony and disney you know have a relationship in the gaming space we've gotten games like kingdom hearts and uh, a few other like noticeable or notable franchises from a disney and you know sony playstation like partnership or whatever marvel avengers or whatever even though square next you know they are the developers and stuff like that that's still um technically like a marvel property they're utilizing marvel characters in some licensing capacity so there's a partnership there so i'm wondering like damn Will this make um, Sony like reconsider things now that the gaming space has kind of been shaken up for them in a way to where they're going to need to respond with something um, not big, but just like significant in order for, you know, people to not continue to jump ship <laughs> in lieu of this whole Microsoft um, acquisition with uh, Blizzard, Activision and King. Because if you pay attention to the stocks, man, Sony stocks have been like plummeting since uh, Microsoft announced this acquisition. And uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what Sony has in this bag of tricks to like counteract this or whatever. But I'm thinking like it might be a good time to like reconsider the, them turning down Disney when they was trying to, you know, push them up underneath the Disney umbrella in the film space. Or, you know, maybe just find a way to bring in some new Disney games, Sony mashups. <laughs> I don't know. This is just a question that popped into my head. Also, it made me wonder, like, will this acquisition force Sony to focus more on creating games with gaming studios and companies it has under its own umbrella? Like just last year, a few months ago, actually, they acquire a studio by the name of blue point games who is notorious at this point for remaking ps classics for like today's generation of consoles and that came shortly after they disbanded the whole um playstation japan studio that was making games specifically for playstation or whatever so i'm like wondering like Will Sony be like, okay, they bought Activision and Blizzard and King and those like companies, those studios, those development houses, they focus more on games that have a huge multiplayer component or online component, like games that you probably won't have as much fun with if you don't have internet because you need internet to play it online like they focus more on the you know multiplayer games or whatever so i'm wondering like damn would this make sony be like you know what we need to revisit the fact that we at one point in time were like the best console for rpgs and single player games and maybe put some you know money and effort and time and attention into bringing us some fire rpgs um we have a game coming out was it forespoken or forsaken one of the two of those names <laughs> is the correct name that i'm very very interested in playing it stars a black woman as the main character who develops these magic powers and gets transported to this magic world and has to do things in this world to save it so I like RPGs. I'm never going to shy away from those like the multiplayer games, the online games. They're really, really fun or whatever, especially when you have people that you can play it with that are not randoms, like people that you know that you could team up with and try to <laughs> try to win these games. But I still really like sitting at the house, you know, just on a single player game, RPG, blasting music, you know what I'm saying? Getting lit and just enjoying, you know, a great story by way of rpgs 
So I'm wondering if this will kind of like reinvigorate <laughs> Sony's passion for RPGs and give us some more and some exclusive ones at that. Some that, you know, now that <laughs> Xbox has made this huge play, some that just won't come to Xbox because they're like, nah, fuck you. Like, <laughs> we gonna keep some games for ourselves now. Like, even more than we already have because PlayStation exclusive games was killing Xbox exclusive games at one point in time and shit, probably even still now, but <laughs> I don't know. That was just something that came into my mind. Like, damn, since they just bought all of these companies that focus on multiplayer games, what it's like makes Sony want to jump into the RPG space heavy, heavy and like really give us some new ones because Spyro and Crash that are now up on the Xbox or the Microsoft umbrella, like those were two huge rpg you know platformer franchises that like really held up playstation and gave it the boost over all these other consoles to be like one of the leading consoles in the world and now they're gone so <laughs> what are we gonna do sony and then like what does this mean for playstation globally like playstation was the most popular console globally um last year in 2021 i think they said like 50 56 or 57 percent somewhere between 55 and 60 percent of people around the world own a playstation you know as their primary gaming system or whatever so i don't know like what does this mean for that statistic like are people gonna <laughs> Like be like, oh, on the next Xbox, I'm going to really, you know, make way to the store and try to get that. Like, I don't know. What does this mean for the global ecosystem as far as PlayStation is concerned? Like, does this knock them off or are they going to continue to remain the most popular console in the world? Like, again, these are just questions that are popping into my head as I'm digesting the news of this extremely large acquisition that is shaking the gaming world <laughs> it's also made me wonder like is this acquisition good like for real for real or is it kind of low-key bad for microsoft given the current legal troubles that activision blizzard are currently facing if you don't know you know what i'm saying there's been some sexual assault some what they call it frat boy culture or whatever where like these white men at the very very top of um activision blizzard have really just been suppressing and oppressing all of the <laughs> all of the developers up under them the women developers especially the people of color um developers especially you know black brown people and shit like that like they've really been on some like y'all do as we say, and we're going to do whatever the fuck we want to do type of shit. And I don't know. They facing some major heat behind it right now. They cannot seem to shake it <laughs> like every other move they make. People are always like, don't forget these motherfuckers is on trial for X, Y, and Z for doing shit like this. Because the state of California is actually suing Activision Blizzard behind this shit. Plenty of Activision Blizzard like big dogs top dogs in the company they've either resigned or like publicly made statements trying to defend themselves against the accusations or whatever that are most likely true because all of them people <laughs> that work up under you couple of assholes cannot be lying on y'all it just don't make sense and they say this shit been going on for years like there's trouble over there like definitely and i wonder like will this be an issue for microsoft because them buying that company means they have to take on that legal battle and like what does that mean like are they gonna do the right thing and get rid of all of those assholes and like promote from within the people who deserve to be in those positions who are doing the right thing as far as treating people fairly or is it gonna be a situation where more and more dirt is gonna come out and ultimately it's gonna make microsoft look bad because how could you be in business with a company like that that's doing this kind of shit I don't know. These are just things that are um, coming to my head because <laughs> I'm also wondering, like with Activision Blizzard holding the space in gaming that they hold, you know, what I'm saying with the Call of Duty franchise and Diablo and Overwatch and World of Warcraft, like these are all very, very popular games. They didn't really need to be sold or bought <laughs> by Microsoft or whatever. But the fact that they did it, it kind of makes me wonder, like. There must be some like guilt over there. There must be 
some fire where there's smoke there's usually fire right so there must be a lot of truth to the claims they must know like we have to do something or our company is gonna sink once all of this shit finally hits the fan because california is not gonna let up like they are <laughs> suing this company so they got enough evidence that's government uh, coming for you at this point so it's like hmm is there a lot of truth to these claims and are Activision and Blizzard going to really be held accountable and held to the fire for all this shit? Because the things are definitely happening over there. Like, why was it such a fast thing? Like, this news just came out of nowhere. So, like, is this is this uh, not necessarily an admission of guilt, but is it like a <laughs> let's jump off of this burning ship now while we still can and get some money <laughs> on the way down to the ground? Like, I don't know. Like I said, these are just questions that are popping into my head as I'm digesting the news. This like deal also made me wonder, is it like good or low key bad? Because, you know, like I said, Activision, Blizzard, King, they kind of focus on multiplayer game experiences or whatever but that is not the only side of the gaming world yes you know what i'm saying it's a very popular side it's definitely the most popular right now but if you are anywhere near these communities you know there's a lot of people within them that are like getting tired of the call of duty games like the overwatch community is fed up with all of the back and forth between is overwatch 2 coming out or is it not and the state of the game currently overwatch right now people are tired of having to buy a new call of duty every 12 months and you know there's plenty of issues with warzone and then the new call of duties that come out don't really hit like it was used to when you was like playing um, black ops and modern warfare 3 and <laughs> like modern warfare 2 and shit like that like i don't know i'm just wondering is this like a good business decision because the communities and the consumers are ultimately the ones who make these titles valuable so is it a good move like are they gonna put out games that just make people be like you know what i'm off call of duty i'm going over here to something else because that's talks right now within the community people are like that i'm like that i don't play call of duty like that like if my friends you know <laughs> beg me enough i might jump on there and run a few rounds with them or whatever but ultimately i don't really fuck with call of duty overwatch i love <laughs> like i love overwatch or whatever but that's the only activision blizzard title that i could definitively say like i really fuck with and play and i would be sad if something happens to it to where i won't get any new updates or overwatch 2 won't come out like that is my shit but <laughs> i don't know the rest of the communities or whatever they really up and down with these games it just makes me wonder like in maybe three or four years like would it still be a good business move you know with vr coming out and all kind of other shit coming out into the gaming world like was this will this still be a good business move because will people still be playing these games like that i mean i know people will still be playing the games but like how much and like will it be <laughs> will it be equitable to the tune of 67 billion dollars <laughs> And then, you know, people are having a conversation about certain games going um, Xbox exclusive. And like, do we really care? <laughs> like, that's the question that popped into my mind. Do we care if some of these games that Activision Blizzard King has under their umbrella? Do we care if they go Xbox exclusive or like just be something that you have to have an Xbox or some kind of Microsoft account to access? For me, Overwatch 2, yes. I'll be like, man, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, I'll buy Xbox if it means I get to play Overwatch 2, but it's like, I don't want to have to do that. Like, I just want Overwatch 2 to come to my PlayStation like it was intended to, like I was expecting it to. <laughs> but then you look at Call of Duty, I'm like, no, I don't give a fuck. If it go <laughs> Xbox exclusive, that's even more reason for me not to play because I could just tell people I don't have an Xbox, so I don't play Call of Duty. It's kind of like Halo. Like, it looks like a dope game or whatever, but I've never been enticed to play it because they never put it on PlayStation. It's always been an Xbox thing. So it's like, looks cool, but I don't really give a fuck. So sorry, I can't run Halo with you. <laughs> also, popping into my head a question that I have. 
Will classic PS characters like Spyro and Crash Bandicoot reemerge with new games? Like, is Xbox, Microsoft going to use these very, very popular um, titles and characters to, you know, bring us new games and content with them? Because if you think about it, Xbox don't really have no, like, claim to fame as far as their, I don't know, um characters like staple characters like we know spiral is a character that's pretty much synonymous with the playstation like there's a time where you can only get spiral games for a playstation and the same thing with crash bandicoot like those are marquee characters for a playstation they are owned by microsoft now but still like you think about those classic games like crash bandicoot and spiral the dragon you like yeah, you had to play those on PlayStation. And then, you know, you go over to Nintendo, Mario, Pokemon, like those are their marquee titles. Um, Zelda, like they have characters and franchises that are like specifically tuned and dedicated to um, those companies or whatever. But Xbox don't really have that. So I'm thinking like. Or I'm wondering, will them acquiring, you know, those marquee characters like Crash Bandicoot and Spyro, would that entice Xbox to be like, let's try to figure out a way to like really cash in on the nostalgia factor with these characters, not that they're on Xbox. Like, we can breathe new life into them. We never played a Spyro game that's, you know, Xbox exclusive. That might be really dope. So, I don't know. Just something that came to my mind. And they could also do something like uh, Brawlhalla or Smash Bros where <laughs> you use Spyro and Crash and, you know, maybe some other characters that they've acquired and like have a Battle Royale style game. I don't know. These are just things that are popping into my mind as I'm digesting the news. But then that got me to thinking like what are some good ways for sony to like respond to this i already talked about you know like some kind of partnership with disney i think that'll be a good response but then i was also like maybe they should like buy ubisoft and like take two interactive maybe high res studios or like partner with ea or like buy square next or whatever like buy um companies that also have a huge like stake in the gaming world um ubisoft and square next and stuff specifically like those focus more towards uh rpgs which have big franchises up under them like um assassin's creed and final fantasy which still has an extremely large communities because of the way they've been like spreading out their games and making them multiplayer and shit like that and then you got ea you know <laughs> big step over there apex and shit um high res studios is an up-and-coming um indie developer that is making some pretty dope games like road company and shit like that like maybe they should just put up the bag and try to get these companies to come up under their umbrella like i don't know i'm just thinking of ways <laughs> that they could honestly you know respond in a way that'll give consumers some you know peace of mind to make them feel like okay so sony is just not gonna like lay down and let microsoft <laughs> take over the gaming industry especially in the states like sony wants to continue to run shit so maybe they should make some moves like this to do that honestly though what i see happening at least in the immediate future after the deal closes if it closes because it still has to go through some kind of like review and arbitration like make sure it's nothing like funny style going on there so if this you know closes or whatever honestly i just feel like they're gonna push all of those titles into game pass or whatever you know let people be able to access these games for free you know via their 10.99 or 10 dollars game pass subscription however <laughs> and this is something that i ain't really seen a lot of people talking about i feel like in them doing that game pass is going to go up in price like then the reason i'm saying that is because we just spent or microsoft just spent 70 billion dollars to acquire these fucking studios and developers or whatever and they're going to be pushing all of this stuff onto game pass i mean that makes the most sense they haven't really announced that but obviously right because they want people to come to xbox and you know 
paid a ten dollar subscription to buy the Game Pass or whatever. So now that you know Microsoft's stock just went up with the acquisition of these like incredibly large developers or whatever, I'm like, bruh. In the words of Fat Joe, yesterday's price is not today's price. I would not be surprised if in a year or two you see Game Pass creep on up <laughs> every three months like Netflix. Like, oh, we gotta raise the price another dollar twenty-nine on your ass. Like, I wouldn't be surprised. And by the time this shit is all said and done, Game Pass is not gonna be ten dollars a month anymore. Would that like turn people away from it? Of course not. Like people are going to still utilize the service. Like there's going to be more games there. They're going to have content coming to Game Pass at release day. You know what I'm saying? Like instead of having to wait however long a Game Pass subscriber has to wait for something like Call of Duty, the new Call of Duty to come to Game Pass for free. It'll be there at the launch of, you know, the actual game. Unless, you know, they still being funny style with that kind of shit. And like, no, 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 we're going to make sure we get our copy sold first <laughs> for all you tryhards out there. And then we'll put it on Game Pass for people who are just patient enough to wait a few weeks for it to be free before they jump on there <laughs> and start trying to get dubs and make content and all kind of shit. So I don't know. I mean, Game Pass is a dope feature, but. If Microsoft is spending $70 billion on Activision, Blizzard, King, with all of the trouble that Activision and Blizzard is currently in, with all of the titles that are going to come along with those um, houses of developers or whatever, like, I'm pretty sure Game Pass is going to, <laughs> is going to go up in price for its subscribers. But... Outside of that, um, in terms of Sony, because everybody's like, what does this mean for Sony? What does this mean for Sony? Honestly, like I just gave some ideas of what I feel like Sony could do or would do to combat this or whatever. But at the end of the day, like I don't really think Sony is going to like trip too hard about it. You know what I'm saying? Like we're still going to get PlayStation exclusive. There's still plenty of developers and gaming companies both indie and like huge that you know of that are still going to be making games for both systems playstation is still going to get exclusives and you know if they are smart like i'm thinking they are they just gonna lean more into the rpg side of things because like i said the rpgs on playstation are embodying <laughs> the rpgs that are xbox exclusive so i don't really see sony like taking too much of a hit behind this especially because the things that they have in place with activision and blizzard already have to remain in place because contracts so you know by the time things are void and Microsoft starts making, you know, its plays or whatever to further distance itself from um, being compared to PlayStation and making it the number one console. Like, I'm pretty sure by that time, Sony will have an answer that's going to suffice. I do find it interesting, though, that like <laughs> this kind of move does not necessarily threaten um nintendo at all like people haven't really been bringing up nintendo in the conversation it's mostly been what is playstation gonna do but nintendo has also adapted some of these activision blizzard games onto the switch even though they haven't been receiving you know very many reviews because the switch quite honestly is not a console that handles those kind of games very well with the controllers and shit and just the overall processes and things inside of the console like they don't play the same but then on top of that it's like nintendo has such you know such a hold on its fan base with the kind of content that it makes or whatever like they have very very strong partnerships with companies like game freak that you know co-created pokemon with them and like uh, miyamoto with uh donkey kong and mario like they have such strong marquee characters and franchises underneath the Nintendo umbrella that it's like, okay, we'll let Sony and PlayStation play around with those gaming studios or whatever. We'll continue to be our own little niche in the gaming community that's not affected by it. I feel like that's dope and a testament to how smart and strategic Nintendo has been over all of these years with making sure they have their place in the gaming community and nothing about that can shake it. Like, that's dope. All in all, though, like, worst case scenario, what I see taking place, at least from my standpoint, 
or at least from a standpoint where I feel comfortable with the way things are, <laughs> I feel like PlayStation is going to be the console that you get for um, exclusives and, you know, groundbreaking and just amazing RPGs. You'll get your Xbox for multiplayer games like Call of Duty and shit like that. And then you have your Nintendo for what you have your Nintendo for, your Switch or whatever. At least that will be me <laughs> should things shift in a certain way that will make me feel like, okay, I just have my PlayStation for my day to day and from RPGs. I get me an Xbox so I can get the game pass and, you know, have access to whatever multiplayer game I want to. And then, you know, my Nintendo for my Pokemon games and, you know, Mario Kart and Mario Party and Super Smash Brothers and shit. Like, I'm okay with that. <laughs> like, if that's the way the gaming community or the gaming landscape is going to look in the future, Thanks to this deal, like I'm actually fine with that. I don't mind buying an Xbox so I can get Game Pass and do all that shit. And I don't mind making sure I keep up with whatever generation of PlayStation Sony wants to put out so that I can continue to have access to what I feel like are the best RPGs in the fucking gaming space. And, you know, I use my PlayStation for everything like Netflix and Hulu and HBO Max and Funimation. That's also a big thing that PlayStation did last year. They bought Crunchyroll from AT&T, I believe is the company that used to own it. And they're going to be merging it with Funimation, which they already own to pretty much form the largest anime database for both sub and dubbed anime in the world like that's dope but i'm gonna make sure i have access to that app in whatever way i need to currently it's my playstation but um should things you know with this activision deal make it only playstation like i'm down for that like i don't care i'm not a console or kind of nigga like i don't care about oh this one's better and this one's better da -da -da. i'm cool with having the systems that i want to have i'll keep getting playstations should i need an xbox i'll get an xbox and i keep getting nintendo products like i'm fine with having all three and using them for what i feel like they need to be used for but yeah that is where i'm at <laughs> with the activision blizzard uh king acquisition by microsoft xbox like I don't know. I was seeing all the commentary happening, all the conversations around it happening. And I was like I said, as I'm digesting the news, like these things popped into my head. And I'm like, you know what? I do need to cover this on my podcast because it's also a gamer podcast. So let me just bring it to y'all and see how y'all feel about it. <laughs> um, whenever I post the actual link and shit for this uh, particular episode y'all get in the comments and let's talk did i raise any questions or concerns with my thought process that makes you want to revisit how you feel about the situation or like how do you feel about it do you not really give a fuck is it something that you're like oh i'm scared for sony like get in my dms get in my comments or whatever and let's talk about it outside of that though um just you know a brief update on everything else going on in the gaming world as far as I'm concerned, like the things that I play. Um, I told myself <laughs> that I was going to get back into Rogue Company and like really try to stick with it and make sure I'm playing it just as much as I'm playing the Apex or Overwatch or whatever. I don't know if I'm actually going to hold to that <laughs> because I've been playing it uh the last couple of days or whatever and the community in road company or whatever like there's some dope people or whatever i see a few of my streamer friends or whatever they're into the game or whatever but like these randoms that i be getting bro like they be ready to surrender the match for anything you start losing my few points or whatever they want to surrender i'm like bro like just play the fucking game bro like i hate all these pussy ass gamers <laughs> over in this road company community that are ready to hit that surrender button just because our team is down as if you never seen a team come back from any kind of deficit as far as points are concerned like just fucking play the game and enjoy it if you surrender every fucking time you realize you're losing a match or whatever like how do you expect to get better 
Like, just play through that shit, rely on your team or whatever, and, like, really try to win that shit. I really hate <laughs> the uh, surrender feature, and it's really, like, turning me off from the game because all these bitch-ass players, bro, like, as soon, as soon as it's looking a little dark <laughs> for the team as far as, you know, grabbing the win is concerned, these motherfuckers be ready to surrender or... If the team is like, nah, fuck that, we're not surrendering, we're gonna keep playing or whatever, they just fucking straight up leave the game, and now you're down a player or two because few of these little hoes or whatever got in their feelings about the fact that they can't hit their fucking shots or they not getting picked up by their teammates or whatever, or like I don't know, it's mm, I don't know, it's really turning me off from the game. I don't really know if I'm gonna stick with it. And then on top of that. I like to play like competitive or ranked, um, I guess, modes or whatever when it comes to these kind of like online multiplayer games or whatever. Because I feel like the people who play ranked and, you know, competitive modes or whatever, they actually are trying to win the game or whatever and like work with the team and they're playing to the best of their abilities or whatever to be a team player and pull out the win or whatever. But for road company bro demolition which is my least favorite road company mode it's the only mode that has a ranked you know aspect to it i don't want to fucking play demolition or definitely don't want to like do it on a rank level i skip demolition every fucking time like i play strikeout or i'll play uh 6v6 deathmatch or whatever and they have a new mode in there that i haven't tried yet i probably will try that before i completely write off the game or not play it until they introduce a new character again <laughs> but um yeah i'm like bro demolition is the only mode that has rank bro that shit nah. I don't like the demolition mode like and the players, the people that I play it with, like the randoms or whatever, they can't seem to understand the concept of like fuck trying to get the eliminations off the enemy team, bro. Plant the bomb and protect that shit like it'll be the person with the bomb is running around trying to kill the other team that's like, bro, we can win the game if you plant the bomb on the fucking point. And just guard it with the rest of the team. Like, why are you running around trying to kill everybody? But I don't know. Roll Company is a dope game. They have some dope characters or whatever. I really like the animation style. Like, I like the game as a whole, honestly. But these weak ass, like, players in the community that love to quit at the drop of a hat and then demolition being the only game mode that has rank to it i don't know bro it's turning me off it's gonna probably just end up be something i'll play like i said whenever they drop a new character or whenever i feel like doing something that's a little bit more chill other than you know overwatch or jumping on apex or whatever because like i said it's a fun game so i enjoy playing it but I don't know if I want to stick with it as much as I play Overwatch Apex. Outside of that, I am going to dedicate um, a considerable amount of my time in 2022 trying to get back into Genshin Impact. Um, every time I see the trailers for the new characters that they drop in the game, I'm like, damn, I need to get back into this game. Damn, I need to get back into this game. <laughs> like I go on uh, Twitch or whatever. I see streamers streaming the game. I'm like, damn, brother, shit. It still look far from when I used to play it or whatever. I need to get back into it. <laughs> so I'm probably going to do that. It has a RPG-esque uh, feeling to it, like a massive online like just open world feel to it so i'm like you know what genshin impact was dope i like the battle mechanics or whatever i like the characters and the design of the game or whatever so i'm gonna also try to get back into that outside of that though i keep mentioning apex that's because i'm pretty much back into it pretty heavy pretty frequently <laughs> i was going for a minute now i'm back with the jump off like i'm really really back into my apex bag or whatever um season 11 is about to come to a close in a couple of days and then a couple of days after that they rolling us right into season 12 we're getting a new legend by the name of maggie um they haven't quite released maggie's um kit yet as far as like what she'll be able to do in the game but after watching her reveal trailer or whatever, her like stories from the Outlander or Outsider, whatever the fuck, <laughs> stories from the Outland, I think it's called, whatever the fuck those things are called, 
her reveal trailer was fucking fire. I'm like, damn, Maggie's she wanted them, <laughs> she wanted them gutter like gully ass women like she don't give a fuck and i'm like yeah we need you know the characters in this game tend to be like that but i don't know something about maggie was like all right you know what i'm saying i'm ready to see what the fuck she could do like i'm ready <laughs> for whatever season 12 is gonna bring including mad maggie and her new abilities so i'm excited for that and then you know um at time of recording overwatch is getting ready to start its chinese new year lunar event thing that they do every year in celebration of the chinese new year it is the year of the tiger this year um they've already released what mercy's year of the tiger skin and what tracer's year of the tiger skin is going to look like i think tomorrow or by the time they upload the actual you know update to the game so that it could transition into the lunar event or whatever i think they're going to reveal like the last two if there's going to be even four i'm not even sure but i'm excited the event is going to be going on for at least three weeks it's going to give me an opportunity to try to win all of these lunar event you know skins and emotes and shit like that I'm excited. I love Overwatch puts some new skins in the game. Like you don't have to spend any real money on them. You can win all of the skins in the game as long as you uh you know grind it out enough to get some in-game currency, which comes easy as fuck. They pretty much give it away. It's one of the reasons why I love this game so much. Like the skins look amazing, and then on top of that, I don't gotta spend no real money on them. So I'm excited to jump into it when the update finally um goes live and i'm gonna be grinding my ass off to get these new skins because tracer skin looks fire mercy skin looks dope too or whatever but i ain't really a mercy player like i'll jump on some tracer though like i will play tracer if i get on damage or if i'm in uh, team deathmatch like <laughs> i will play tracer so i'm excited then outside of that as far as nintendo is concerned um pokemon rcs i still don't know how to pronounce that name like correctly i don't see multiple trailers put out by nintendo and the pokemon company themselves and i'm still like rks rcs i think that's rcs i think i'm saying it right but i'm still on the fence <laughs> i don't know exactly how i feel about the game and if i'm going to go ahead and buy it if i'm being honest like pokemon unite is like a great game it takes up most of my time whenever i do decide to play a switch game at least at the moment i still haven't beaten pokemon diamond just yet which i also am going to be focusing more on that because i want to push through the story it's one of the pokemon stories that have been remastered for the switch that i have actually not played i've never played the Pokemon Diamond or Pearl like series when they was on the DS. So now that they're on the Switch and I'm getting this brand new story and I'm, you know, getting acquainted with these new Pokemon or whatever. Like I wanna finish the game. I wanna beat all of the gems and the Elite Four and all this other shit and really experience the story. Um so with that, I'm like, uh, I'm Pokemon out at the moment. And then on top of that, like Pokemon Arceus kind of looks like a monster hunter version of pokemon snap and i'm just like ah, i don't know if i want to fuck with it i don't like the whole battle component for the game it's like why the fuck are you in an open world type of environment a massive like map or whatever and we still turn basing these <laughs> pokemon battles like what the fuck is that why is it not like a more of a free roam kind of battle system why is it like oh if you decide to battle with your pokemon or whatever you step to the side and you do the same old turn-based battling that you've been doing in all of the pokemon games like why is it not like a more free roaming fluid kind of you know open world battle system like what you see in fucking genshin impact like a lot of the reason genshin impact is as popular as it is is as fun as it is is as dope as it is is because that battle system works really really well for that big ass open ass world style like play map or whatever why they couldn't just do something like that why we gotta go back to fucking turn base again 
And it's not even like <laughs> the good looking turn based, like what we got in Pokemon Diamond and Pearl and Sword and Shield or whatever. It's literally like some. Eh, I don't even want to because I sound like I'm bashing the game. <laughs> I just I'm on the fence about it. I don't know if I'm going to get it, but I am pretty sure that I'm going to be purchasing the new Rainbow Six Extraction game. Um, I have some friends that I play Rainbow Six with whenever we're in the mood to do that. Extractions introduces this whole like alien zombie kind of element to the game or whatever. Um, I've been hearing and seeing great reviews on it or whatever. So I'm really, really interested to team up with my dogs and try to, uh, you know, knock some zombie heads off and try to stay alive. Cause rainbow six is like really real. Like you get hit two times and they like, nigga, you're dead. And that's, this ain't finna be like call of duty where you can take a couple shots and kind of duck off a little bit and heal up. It's like, nah, nigga, you hit your ass on the ground, death. <laughs> so I'm uh, very, very interested in uh, playing that. And with that, that is going to conclude this particular episode of the Talk and Play Blurrycast. Thank you so much for sticking with me. If you made it this far, really, really appreciate it. Appreciate you listening to me rant and rave about these video games and shit. Like, I'm a big blur for this shit, as I'm assuming you probably are if you listening to me and you made it this far. But um, yeah, like I said earlier in the episode, whenever I drop the link and the graphic for this particular episode on my Instagram and Twitter or whatever, jump in the comments. Let's talk about anything I covered in the episode. You know, my DMs are open. I don't mind having a conversation there as well. Like I like talking to people online or whatever. It's cool. So feel free to reach out at B-R-I-A-N-S-A-P-P-H and if you want to catch me on Twitch, it's Demigod underscore Saf. I'll probably be streaming one of these games that I've mentioned throughout the course of this episode. And also, don't forget to head over to Nerds Rule the World over on YouTube or whatever to check out the checkpoint. You know, me and my homie Webster style as we cover all of the new releases and video gaming for the upcoming weeks and go a bit more in depth about some of these conversations that I tend to have on my blurry cast because me and Webster or whatever, it seems like we could talk about this shit all day. Our first episode ran way over the time that we had allotted for ourselves to do it, but it was a dope episode. Nonetheless, that's up on the YouTube channel right now. Nerds rule the world. Um, yeah, that's it. I ain't trying to talk your ear off. I'll catch you on the next blurry cast. Peace. <laughs>